Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show for the week of April 28th. We welcome director, writer, and the star of Huracan, Cassius Corrigan. And we'll tell you all about the movie, which definitely helps put mixed martial arts on the map. Coming up next on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in the Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go. Fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go. Blind. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Your host here, Rodolfo Roman, alongside, joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the dashing one, Mr. George Alonzo. That has to be the best introduction I've heard you ever do. So, for that, the gift, I'm going to be the one that keeps on giving. And today, I present you with a Toys R Us gift card. Here you go. Toys R Us doesn't exist anymore, dummy. Sorry. But either way, I'm enjoying a beautiful, refreshing, I'm still going around the world, getting all these flavor, full flavor margaritas. I'm talking about a seaweed margarita. It's so refreshing. I could have swore you had one of those maybe like a year or so. Well, I went to Japan and I had to have one of these. It's absolutely refreshing. It's good for the skin. And I'm relaxed. So, enjoy your Toys R Us gift card. I see that. All right, guys, uh, let's get some of the house rules out of the way here. Make sure to follow us on our socials. Uh, our Roman one is on YouTube, our channel, at The Roman Show on Twitter, and Roman Show Media, both on Facebook and on Instagram. And I really highly advise that you subscribe to the YouTube channel. We have several interviews from the UFC's visit to South Florida. We got interviews with Dana White, Greg Hardy. Um, Jacare and many 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 others so head on over to the YouTube channel uh, Roman 201 and subscribe now to watch all of those interviews available right now also you gotta get the funk off your junk you need to get yourself some ball wash visit ballsy.com or theromanshow.com and use the promo code Roman to get a percentage off your purchase collar and elbow Featuring some of the greatest uh, quality t-shirt materials that you can find here on planet Earth, if I want to say. And some of the coolest designs, too. Visit collarandelbowbrand.com right now and use the promo code THEROMANSHOW to get a percentage off your purchase. And I'd like to invite everyone, May 18th, Combat Night returns to South Florida. That's Combat Night. May 18th, returns to South Florida. That's going to be in Fort Lauderdale. And they're going to be featuring some really amazing uh, fight card there, featuring some mixed martial arts uh, amateurs. And that's going to be at Sway Night Club in Fort Lauderdale. Tickets are available right now. Head on over to Combat Night's uh, page on Facebook 
to find out more information. And Titan FC will return in June. June 28th is the date uh, for Titan FC's return to the Extreme Action Park. Uh, so you want to get your tickets when they will be available very, very soon. You can follow up um, on our website. We'll have more details on that coming up next year shortly. Uh, and Titan FC, of course, they delivered a great show this past weekend. And we'll, we'll talk about that later on in our, our um, portion of Mixed Martial Arts. All right, let's get back to the action here. Let's talk some pro wrestling on Reality Check. George Firefly Funhouse featuring Bray Wyatt has been a hit. It was trending on Twitter during Monday Night last week and uh, just the same this week. Very freaky, very different. In fact, it's, uh, we got some details that they've gotten into some really big pros from Hollywood to help with some of the writing for these skits. It's one of the most viewed, video, most viewed videos on YouTube for the WWE, over 2 million views already. And it, it's definitely getting the attention uh, that they wanted. It's working. It, you know what it reminds me of when I watched Bray Wyatt and this new character that he has been teasing for so, uh, quite some time in 2018? He reminds me of the Mr. Rogers of Nightmares. That man just creeps me out. This new side of him. And it's, it, it kind of brings you to like, oh my God, this is childish, but it's freaky. It's like, it reminds me of when my mom used to tell me, don't talk to strangers. That is what reminds me of. that. It, whatever it is, it's crazy. And here's the thing. Rumors are speculating that, you know, s- since his debut last week on WWE Raw, that stockholders... And many other uh, uh, people investing into the WWE were not a fan of this new Barry White character just for the fact that they did not like that it was going to start a cult with children. Uh, There's only one thing I'm going to say about this. If stockholders continue being the way they are, if investors, if uh, fans, whatever, think this way, then let me just say for the record... Stop going to the movies because it's the same thing, okay? Stop going to the movies. Stop watching TV. Stop going to plays because then everything is going to affect your life. It's a character. Enjoy it. Yeah, it's entertainment for goodness sake. You know, they do give you the discretion there previously uh, before watching the, the episode of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, it's unique. It's different. Why not? Let's see where it's headed. Uh, some people, of course, were a little bit upset saying that they're ruining the character. But you got to give it some time to really get some air and, and let the fans feel it. And, and we don't know what's going to happen when he makes his re-debut, if you want to say, with this character. We don't know how he's going to come out. We don't know what music's going to play, how he's going to be. We don't know. Is he still going to do that whole uh, backward uh, walk that he used to do. We don't know. We don't know. It, it's a really good build-up. But I, I want to say, George, that I have my money that he will be possibly uh, entering the ring. I wouldn't doubt my money in the bank. Yeah, possibly. And if not, in June, 
when they also hit back Saudi Arabia or when they announced the with the new announcement with the new uh, pay-per-view stomping ground. So, but yeah, I I think right now the WWE is getting their every single benefit that they can off these vignettes is amazing. I love them. They they're even calling them episodes. They're not calling them vignettes. So, I I say continue the vignettes for uh, for a while because they're actually very entertaining. Very much so. Speaking about entertaining, Joey Ryan who's been who is very entertaining over in the uh, independent and in some other promotions such as Impact Wrestling. Uh, he is the man that has been in the sport for quite some time and the WWE finally there's been speculation that they've been after him, but w, but Joey Ryan has basically said, look, maybe if you were to reach out to me 10 years ago, I would have considered going out there because the WWE wanted him to be a talent and then later turn into a um, a trainer at the WWE performance because of all the experience that he's had. Now, George, can you imagine, and it's hypothetically think here because it's not going to happen, Joey Ryan has said it. Can you imagine having a Joey Ryan in WWE? If, they can, if they're complaining about Bray Wyatt's Firefly Funhouse, <laughs> what do you think, the, how they're going to react with Joey Ryan's uh, penis-throwing move that he has? Uh, first and foremost, let's get something straight. The, the penis move would never show up on WWE. It won't. And quite honestly, I'm actually happy Joey Ryan took it, uh, said no. And I'm not against it. I know so many people are saying, oh, WWE is where to go, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you know, that's the the main spectacle of pro wrestling. I get it, but you would not, the fans and Joey Ryan, we would not see the same Joey Ryan that we're used to seeing in Lucha Underground, in the Independence, in AAA, all that stuff. It won't be the same. So basically, long story short, you know, what I'm trying to say is, thank God Joey Ryan said no. Of course, and we'll see him more in the Independence and... I'm pretty sure we'll see him most definitely in AEW in one of the upcoming... Uh, may- maybe we'll see him at the Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. They haven't even mentioned it. They have a rumble going on uh, in that in that pay-per-view. I think he is going to be part of the rumble, but I could be wrong. I- I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be definitely mentioned there. All right, now, legendary WWE announcer Lenny Garcia has taken time uh, to post that she is now going to be the official in-cage uh, reporter or announcer, as I thought, was uh, for PFL. Now, this is, this is, this is big. This is, uh, uh, of course, Lillian Garcia has announced many, many fighters or wrestlers in the WWE, but not to do it in the cage is pretty quite unique. Um, so she'll be taking the Bruce role, Bruce Buffer's role uh, for PFL, according to this latest news. Now, I, I, I'd like to get some corrections here is that she is not the first female to do so, as Lenny Hart, uh, a very well-known person uh, in the world of mixed martial arts, did this or has been doing this for a very, very long time over in Japan and even here in the States. Now, Lillian Garcia, of course, she's a singer, a very talented, also has a podcast. But I, I'm, I look forward to this. I think it's pretty cool. It's a, it's a good, unique, uh, way to approach things. Why not? You know, and, and this is 2019 to have a lady to present the fighters. I think it's quite cool. Uh, 
it was just a matter of time. And I'm sure other promotions have done it, but with PFL, that they're on ESPN, you know, this is a great opportunity for them to get some exposure having this, this lady, this uh, Lillian Garcia inside uh, the cage. It, 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 it's pretty cool, in my opinion. Yeah, of course. Uh, Lillian Garcia, famous uh, for being the WWE ring announcer, uh, you know, also singing and, and podcasting and so on and so forth. She, uh, she has a resume that could sell anyone. Uh, but here's the thing, like you were saying, she's not the first, but at the same time, the excitement is there just to hear someone with that kind of resume enter the MMA world for the first time ever. So the only thing we could do is just wait and see what's happening when she gets into that octagon and delivers. Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are now going to welcome Cassius Corrigan, director, writer, and the star of Huracan. Uh, which is basically about Alonzo Santos, an inspiring mixed martial artist struggling to make it in the pro circuit while battling a devastating mental illness. He suffers from multiple personality disorder, and uh, his illness is defined by blackouts and the emergence of his violent, reckless alternate personality called Huracan. A very, very, very inspiring movie, um, and Cassius will tell us a little bit more about the movie itself and where you can see it. So coming up next, Cassius Corrigan, the director of Huracan on The Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, to The Roman Show. And it's a pleasure to have this young man here on the program because... You know, he's putting MMA on the map through the arts and film. I'm talking about director and writer Cassius Corrigan, who is the star, wrote, directed Huracan. They just had a uh, an opening at the Miami Film Festival. Yes, sir. Cassius, you know, I, 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 my hat off to you because, again, I, I want to reiterate, you were the director, the writer, the, 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 the main star. That's a whole lot of hats that you wore. In one one film. Tell me about that. <laughs> um, man, well, you're right. You know, that's that was the, the biggest challenge throughout was um, was directing. You know, because writing is most of that's taken care of before production starts. But once once we're shooting, um, wearing both hats as the as the director and then as the lead actor in the film. Um, you know, acting in 112 out of 121 scenes. Man, it's a um, the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life you know it's the biggest challenge but you know for me one thing I love about filmmaking and it's the same reason I love mixed martial arts is I love being challenged you know I love putting huge challenges in front of me and, and testing myself and seeing how far I can push myself you know so Huracan um, it's about a, a mixed martial artist uh, who's battling a devastating mental illness which is a multiple personality disorder and then he gets inspired and then obviously this helps him with his disease, how did the, uh, where did this story come about? Is this something personal to you or someone that you knew of that went through a similar situation? So it also started when I really, you know, when I discovered mixed martial arts a couple years ago, it was about three years ago, uh, you know, I rediscovered MMA and, uh, and I just, I fell in love with the sport, you know, I fell in love with it first as a fan. Um, growing up, you know, I was an athlete, I played basketball and football. Um, but I didn't really know anything about, you know, anything about mixed martial arts. There were no real martial arts people around me or in my community. 
So um, when I discovered it a couple years ago, from a fan's perspective, I was like, fuck, you know, I was like, man, this sport, like, this is going to be the biggest sport in the world. And it's the stories are so much better than in other sports, you know, like, mm-hmm. the narratives that you can create around these people, like, this is, it's it's life or death, you know, it's do or die. Like, these are the, the hardest challenges and the biggest triumphs. Mm-hmm. And when that started to become clear to me from a storytelling perspective, I just completely became obsessed with it. And that's when I started training in, uh, in martial arts. And, you know, when I started meeting, specifically when I started meeting other fighters um, and guys who were amateurs becoming professionals or pros in the early stages of their career. And I started to get to know them and just really understand how difficult it is to break through and how many years of sacrifice, like the money you have to go out of pocket, you know, the fact you don't have any health insurance, just developing the skill set, you know what I mean? Dealing with the promotions, overcoming injuries. Man, it's just, it's one of the hardest things I think anybody could do. And I felt no one's really told that story of a amateur fighter in MMA in the modern world, you know, trying to break through. And I was like, I really, I really just became obsessed with telling that story. Um, but alongside that, you know, I have a, I have a real interest in, in abnormal psychology and um, the illness of multiple personality disorder, which that's what, that's how it's commonly known. Mm-hmm. But um, technically, it's called dissociative identity disorder now. Mm-hmm. Um, man, that I just that's a that's that's an illness that the more you learn about it, the more fascinating it becomes. Um, there's something that a lot of people don't know about it. When I learned, when I learned this nuance, that's when I was like, man, I have to include this in a movie. A lot of people know that at the birth of this illness, the reason that people get it is because as children, they are, they experience a traumatic event so severe that their brain as a defense mechanism splits and Mm. creates another identity with a set of characteristics as a response to that trauma right Mm -hmm. so people know that but what people don't know and what i learned was that at the same time that it splits and creates a new personality it also takes the memory of that trauma and hides it in the long-term memory bank so if you ask someone who has this disorder who has not been through extremely intensive therapy you know what happened you know what what, why do you have this illness they wouldn't be able to tell you and, and imagine having an illness that defined your life and there's a reason why you have it and you don't know what that reason is. Right. So for me, I was like, man, I was like, that's, so, that, that's the story of Huracan. You know, it's the story of an aspiring MMA fighter who's, who's trying to make it from the amateur to pro stage of his career, who at the same time is trying to uncover the mystery through therapy of, um, of what gave him this illness. And now I understand that uh, aside from you training uh, martial arts and uh, taking it as as as, a, as your personal goal, but you've also allowed other individuals in the MMA community to be a part of this, like Jorge Masvidal, a UFC fighter. Well, let's not say allowed, man. Let's say <laughs> I'm honored to have to have some of these guys in this film. You know, like. Game bread, you know, I'm born and raised in Miami, you know, and I love MMA. So for, it's like, what an honor to have a legend like Jorge Masvidal in this film. Um, I've got to give a shout out to uh, to Abe Kawa at First Round Management, who was instrumental in, um, in making that happen. And I mean, come on, as a, mixed martial, as a real mixed martial arts fan, especially knowing he's main eventing UFC London tomorrow night. Right. Um, 
what a fucking gift to have Jorge Masvidal. And not just that, man, but across the board, you know, the the, the fighter who plays the coach in the movie Coach Kante, five-time Muay Thai world champion Gregory Chopla. He's the, the, the Muay Thai coach for Jorge. He's the Muay Thai coach for Colby Covington, for Volkan Ozdemir. And, you know, he plays the, the Muay Thai coach in the movie. You know? So it's like it's as authentic as it gets. And then for the team, you know, it's this guy, this Alonso Santos, the main character that I play, he's trying to join a, a pro MMA team. And that's that KO zone in Little Haiti. Oh, and, okay. You know, we brought in you know, all the rest of the team are all real, you know, pro fighters from that community who, you know, we put them on screen. And it's like, for me, authenticity is the number one most important thing. And I made this film for the mixed martial arts community because it's like, when do we ever get to see this? Right. You know? And when do we ever get to see it in a different way, in an interesting way, with a different story? It's not just the underdog Rocky story. We've seen a million and a half times. Right. You know? Right. So, and did you also work with some of the promoters down here in, in South Florida to help you uh, put the cage or, or you know, to instead of have the experience on putting on shows? Um, we didn't in that I really wanted to do things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it just introduced a more cinematic perspective to how some of those things might be done. So we didn't hire, like most movies, for example, hire a uh, a stunt coordinator to yeah. do the fight scenes, right? Right, right. And that's why when you watch a movie with fights, you know, especially if you're an MMA fan, you're like, what the fuck is happening? You know right, what I mean? Like, right. what? <laughs> are we supposed to believe this? You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you just went through a bookcase and like jumped through a window and like you've been getting elbowed to the face and you don't have a scratch on your face like there's no blood like nothing so well, that's one of the things i wanted to avoid so instead of doing it the way most movies do fight scenes with a stunt coordinator you know uh we just did full contact sparring you know and we oh, filmed cool. that and that was that's how we achieved the fights the fight action in the movie so how can this movie inspire people? I mean, that story you just told me, I'm sure it's going to inspire someone out there. And we know about mental disorders, how some people are just closed about it. They don't want to speak about it. But here you are coming about, you know, saying that a person like this character can can use martial arts to help him overcome this disorder and live his life like any normal human being. Yeah, man. Well, I think, you know, there are two ways. I think one is the story that's presented in the film, and I think the other is the story of how we made the movie, you know? I think if we're talking about the story in the film, what I tried to do was I tried to give, to shine a light on, um, you know, I think a very important topic, which is mental illness, and I think one that we're starting to see talked about a little bit more in the combat sports community. You know, I think Tyson Fury... um, you know, I think it was really beautiful what he did in terms of, you know, how he revealed his depression and everything leading up to his fight with Deontay Wilder. Um, and then I think people like Rose Namajunas, Doug Rose. Right. Um, I think they're kind of leading the way and talking about mental illness in this community. So I feel like it's just such an important topic and such a difficult one to know the right way to talk about it and who to talk about. So, you know, we highlight a form of therapy in this film that's a very powerful form of trauma resolution therapy. So for people who do have, who have experienced trauma with PTSD, anything along those lines, I highly recommend you check that out, EMDR. Uh, and then I'd say the other thing that I hope is inspiring to people is, you know, it's, it's my story. You know, I, um, 
I went to, got a scholarship to, to college in LA at USC, started studying film, and um, I worked for years, you know, making short films, making commercials, music videos, whatever I could do to get experience. And um, I kept trying to make my first movie, you know, for years. And the compromises I was being asked to make by these producers, these financiers, were artistic compromises, moral compromises that I couldn't make. And I couldn't justify those to myself. So I said, you know, I'm ready to make my first movie and I'm not gonna let anyone, I'm not gonna put myself in a position where I have to get other people to say yes, you know? I need to be in a situation where I can control it. And so I said, the only way that happens is if I decide to make a movie with no budget, <laughs> you know? So I came back home to Miami. I decided I want to make Huracan here. And I said, however much money I raise, whether it's $10,000 or $500,000, I wish it did end up being 500, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, I said, I'm gonna come back here and no matter how much money I can raise, um, I'm gonna make this movie. And I wore a lot of hats, like you said, you know, I was the writer and the director. I also, you know, I went on all the pitch meetings. I, I raised all the money. I, budgeted the movie with my producer Mark, scheduled the film with my first AD Andre, and um, you know, and then I ended up acting in the movie. And it's, I've never acted in anything before. That was such a huge, such a huge risk. Um, but I bet on myself, you know, I bet on myself and I said, if anyone, how can I ask anyone else to bet on me if I won't bet on me? Right. So lastly, where can people see the Huracan? Uh, is this going to be released on a streaming service, or DVDs? Is it going to be out in theaters? That's a good question. So right now we're at the very beginning of our film festival run. So you mentioned earlier that we had a screening at the Miami Film Festival a week ago today, and that was actually our world premiere. So it was the first time it was ever shown to the public, and we sold out the Olympia Theater, here in, the biggest theater in South Florida, 1,567 seats all sold out it was just a, such a beautiful special night uh, and this is the beginning of our film festival run so we're going to do a couple other festivals and my hope is by the end of summer to have a global release on a streaming platform so that everybody especially in the mma community um, will be able to watch it uh, easily in our home like just with convenience you know mm -hmm. that's my goal Great. So, and obviously, uh, I'm sure we'll have more details as we get there. Now, is there is there a website for the movie that people can follow up or Definitely. social medias? Can you let us know the about best, that? Yes. The best thing to do would be to follow our Instagram at Huracan the Film. Huracan is spelled H-U-R-A-C-A-N the Film. You could go on uh, Gamebred's Instagram. He's he's tagged it. You know, he's he's posted some stuff for it, including the trailer. And I would recommend you know check out the trailer. Um, the trailer is a great indication of, of the movie. And if you dig the trailer, I can promise you, you're going to like the movie. Um, and so, yeah, join our community. We're, man, it's crazy the amount of support that we've gotten on social media. Our movie's already over 13,000 followers, um, which for an independent film, a no-budget film, made, you know what I mean, <laughs> in, a, in a space where it's, how many other MMA movies are there? Yeah, you, know? you can count them. And, and, yeah. Dude, it's crazy, man. So for us, the amount of support we've been getting is overwhelming. And, um, yeah, that's, the, that's, that's where the community lives strongest, right there on Instagram. Well, Cash, I want to thank you so much for your time. Follow them on social media. Can't wait to see it myself. And uh, good luck on this. And, and uh, again, we, we thank you. Thank you for putting Miami on the map, not forgetting your roots, and uh, showing our MMA community to the world. Mi hermano, muchas gracias, man. I appreciate you having me on. 
And uh, man, you just take a pleasure to be able to tell stories about the MMA community. You got it, man. Thanks so much, Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners all around the world, welcome to The Showdown. All right, George, uh, well, I want to get this announcement out of the way. Papa Roach is coming to South Florida to the Sunfest this Saturday. I'll be out there making sure to watch those boys. Big fan of Papa Roach. I know we cover here some uh, some rock uh, and metal. Rockville takes place too as well this weekend up in Jacksonville. Uh, and they'll be there as well. But if, if you can't make that long drive if you're in South Florida, then head on over to Sunfest and check out Papa Roach. And they are part of the bill on Saturday night. All right, let's talk to mixed martial arts. Lots of stuff happening. Um, there's rumors going on speculating that former WWE champion and now the president of Combate Americas, Alberto Del Rio, could potentially return to the, the cage and his first opponent could be none other than Tito Ortiz, who just signed a contract with Combate Americas. Of course, this has the world of MMA talking. Uh, Alberto De Rio is, is, is not a, he's not a CM Punk, George. This guy has actually fought. He has um, 14 pro fights under his belt. Uh, and of course, Tito Ortiz, well, this is a UFC Hall of Famer. And in my opinion, this is a lopsided fight. Uh, no doubt, it will definitely go to Tito Ortiz. Yeah, but at the same time, Tito Ortiz has retired like, I think like 50 times. I don't even know how he's retired. He retired from Bellator. He came back and fought Chuck Liddell. Then he said he's retired. And now he's back again with not Combate Americas to get this fight. How do you feel about this Del Rio and Ortiz going at it one-on-one inside the cage? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. The, that's something that just came out of right field. And, and basically, it's not something you expected either. So it's kind of hard to swallow. But Del Rio and Ortiz, well, first and foremost, Ortiz will do anything for money. He's like another freaking, uh, what's his name, uh, Conor McGregor. If the money's there, he'll do it. Do I think Del Rio will stand a chance? No. Because, I, no offense to him, he's great in shape, he's, he knows what he's doing, he's been in there before, but he won't survive against a brawler like Tito Ortiz that, could, that has proven that could take abuse, keep on coming, and for countless rounds, too. So, my prediction, Tito Ortiz all the way. Yeah, and I'm intrigued. I am pretty intrigued to see Ortiz and Del Rio. And I won't doubt that this could possibly be an opportunity for Combate Americas to be on pay-per-view. I would not rule that out if Campbell decides to now take this and put it on pay-per-view. I'd like to talk about what happened this past weekend over here in South Florida. Kudos to all the mixed martial arts fans. They came out. Over 12,000 people packed the BB&T Center to watch the UFC Fight Night event, which aired on ESPN Plus 8. I didn't even know they had so many ESPN Pluses, George. They have like 30, for goodness sake. Either way, uh, this was a, a card that was supposed to headlined, was supposed to be headlined by Yoel Romero and uh, Jacare, unfortunately, Romero could not make it. He would have been the hometown type of guy. But uh, Jack Hermanson uh, defeated Ronaldo Sosa Jacare in a unanimous decision. Greg Hardy 
who was very controversial, defeated his opponent, uh, Dimitri, via TKO punches on in the first round. But really, the the highlight of the night, and if, if you guys were not there, was Mike Perry, um, who is not from Florida but lives in Florida and has taken this state as his hometown. Um, he defeated the, uh, Alex Oliveira. Even Dana White was talking very, very well about Mike Perry. He delivered the most entertaining fight that evening. In fact, he even had a dance-off. Uh, so, absolutely, it was a, a great night at the BB&T Center. And it got a smile on Dana White. Therefore, ladies and gentlemen, he did promise, he did tell the media in attendance that the UFC will be returning once again to South Florida. And the question was asked, Will it be at the BB&T Center or at the American Airlines Arena? And Dana White stated that, well, you know, if it's a pay-per-view, then there's going to be a title on the line. Uh, So they're going to have to see the logistics. But I I think, George, we are getting closer and closer to finally have... I'm not saying finally because actually we had a UFC pay-per-view way back like in 2000. Um, So almost 20 years... uh, and we're gonna. It seems that very, very soon, Miami or Florida will have a UFC pay-per-view, and that will be amazing because we all know that Miami is filled with a bunch of energetic and hyper uh, screaming fans. So you bring something that bursts with adrenaline, like the UFC, and you will make for a great event. Now, my question to the fans is this. What main event would you like to see here in Miami, Florida? Or in Florida in general after 20 years? You decide, you put that on the Roman Show fan page. That's right. Send us a, an email, info at theromanshow.com. Who would you like to see if we were to get a UFC pay-per-view, say, later this year? We'd love to get your opinion. Info at theromanshow.com. Speaking of Dana White, he was in attendance at the Titan FC event, uh, which was phenomenal. It was a packed house as well as the at the Extreme Action Park. And Titan FC will have another show on June 28th in the same venue. Ticket uh, information will be available very, very soon. But how cool it was, George, that we were there. Um, you know, I had ring announced and I had the opportunity to perform right in front of the president. Uh, but, but, but how cool it was to see him, Matt Sarah, Dean Thomas, off filming for a series they have on UFC Fight Pass on finding the next fighter. Well, they ended up fighting, they ended up signing two fighters that night. The original, or the one that everyone hoped was going to be signed, which was Jason Suarez, the the Titan FC featherweight champion. Well, he did not get signed. In fact, during the fight, Dana White walked away, and he was the main event. That that kind of stinks, if you know what I mean. No, of course, of course. And and mind you, going back to uh, what you were saying, uh, now I'm going to say it on a professional platform. Uh, the fact that you got to announce in front of the president of the UFC, huge congratulations to you on that, my friend. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, uh, pretty, pretty, quite, quite cool and, uh, and a great opportunity. And always very thankful to to Tad and FC. But uh, you know, here you are. You're you're, you're 12 and 0. You're defeat, You're defending your title, and you hope to get a contract. You won because he did. He was dominating the fight, not not in a in a in a wow type of manner, but he he ends up coming back 
in the fight because he got kneed in the face. At one point, people thought that uh, Jason Suarez was going to lose. But Dana White just walked out. He didn't even stay afterwards. He just went to the back to catch the guy that he basically gave him a contract, which is Rafael Alves and um, Herbert Burns, who is the brother of Gilbert Burns, who fights in the UFC. Jason Suarez, uh, we'll see if we get a, 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 an opportunity to speak with him. He is still the Titan FC featherweight champion. I'm sure he's a little bit upset, uh, but I know I, he posted up something there on social media saying that he is not done and he will continue doing what he does best inside the cage. Uh, but I feel his pain. This is the guy undefeated, undefeated, dude. Undefeated. And this is your time to shine. They've been helping him out. And Dana White just says, whatever. Yeah, it, it, I, something must have happened. It, it, things happen for a reason, uh, Roman. So, and, and sadly, Dana White is too big of a person for me to even say or put words in his mouth. Same thing for this fighter. So I'm going to leave it as is, but I will say there is, there always has to be a reason for everything, okay? So I'm not, I'm not going to jump that conclusion. Absolutely. So again, uh, but great evening, great night. Uh, Titan FC on the uh, at the Extreme Action Park, and again, they will be back June twenty eighth. I'm sure they'll have a great lineup. Juan Puerta, the uh, champion, also has been cleared by the Florida Boxing Commission, so I won't be surprised if he will be the main main event that evening. All right, guys. Uh, also, a reminder: Combat Night featuring amateur uh, combat sports will be taking place on May 18 at Spring Nightclub in Fort Lauderdale. We hope to catch you there. With that being said, we hope to catch you next time right here on The Roman Show. Again, go to the YouTube channel, All Roman 201 Sign up right now and watch all of the interviews available right now from this weekend's UFC, uh, UFC event. All right, guys, we'll catch you next time right here on The Roman Show. If you haven't on, you haven't heard. <laughs>